live and considering leaving one floundering podcast for another floundering podcast. It's the Book of Minority Podcast. Wait, who said we were floundering? Flounder. Who's been talking? Wait, 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 wait. What if we are the second floundering podcast, not the first one? Again with the floundering. Raise your voice. We might be treading occasionally, but floundering? I just want to know where, where the money goes. Why is all the money going to the vocal minority podcast business? I, I mean, what's that all about, Christine? When do we get the money? Mm. Where's well, you it, know, it I, I, my wardrobe needed sprucing up and, but you know, mm. like the spoke suits aren't cheap. It's true. It's do true. We, do we know how many years James Grossi's signing for us for? I just want to know. I want to plan my weekends. That's all. I, I just, you know, those, those shows, as you know, take four hours to produce. So oh. that's. All right. We'll see how it plays out, I guess. Excellent. Mm. All right. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast, the podcast that doesn't have a sword budget. So I don't know what we're going to do on this week's show. We welcome a new coach. You'll see. Uh, talk more about uh, Jenny Hermoso and that idiot in Spain. Catch up on some KMPL news. Mm, catch up. The Mark Hinckley report. Uh, look ahead to this weekend's TFC match and more. And now to this week's panel. No-nonsense defensive coach, welcome to Duncan Fletcher. Yes, I'm uh, available. I, presumably, either TFC is going to have a vacancy or Canada. I, you know, call me. Let's go. Yeah, I feel like you could just like slide right in there either place It would uh, and make a huge difference. So. Yeah, absolutely. Kitman extraordinaire, say hello to Mark Hinckley. Thank you. I, uh, they keep making them and I keep buying them. <laughs> I was trying to do that one quote, but I didn't put enough perv in it. I'm sorry. It, it's but it's the, audio. But the it's evil audio. chuckle wasn't bad. It's an audio format, people. You know where I was. For those of you who know, you know, you know where I was going, but I couldn't, so I did. Uh, offensive manager. It's Tony Walsh. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> F. Watch this F word. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit. Already in What? <laughs> Three up top, all saying the F word. <laughs> That's my kind of attack. Yep. All out offense. Oh. He's got yep. no goals this season, but he leads the leagues and birds flipped. Yep. <laughs> Sign a him. New, a new Sign record. Another new MLS record. Where does he find them? As for me, I'm just going to be like the physio person. You know, massages and support and shit like that. It'll be good. Well, that sounds good. Gonna... Whatever. Doesn't that sound is. nice? <laughs> Does a physio I'm... give mental support too? I've just decided that they do. Oh. Or was it like financial support? No, no, no one wants me giving anybody financial support. One, mm. I have no finances to support anyone else with. Two, foresee reason A for why you don't want my financial support. So, but you know, while you're getting a shoulder rub or whatever, I can like listen to your problems. It's kind of like the bartender of the sporting world. You know, we listen mm. while we're there spending time together. Just makes sense. This sounds like a lot of emotional labor. 
Yeah. Yeah. This well, is the kind. This is kind of the faff that's ruined modern football. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. Oh, here we go. Anyway, I am your host, Kristen Knowles, and now to this week's show. Just spray them and get on with it. <laughs> Don't even spray them. Use a sponge. Yep. <laughs> a sponge. A sponge that you carry around in a bag of cold water. That'll do. <laughs> Not even ice water, just cold water from the tap. <laughs> ice. Where are you getting ice from, Kristen? Jesus. Think this club is made of money? Yes. <laughs> Isn't that the whole point? Frozen water doesn't grow on trees, Kristen. True. Oh, my ice fields. My beautiful ice fields. It was a lie? Damn it. F word. Oh, fence. This is why no one gets financial support from me. <laughs> and that's for you. What's been going on? Um... We're not going to talk about the thing that you expect us to talk about until the next segment. So just settle in. Yeah, um, let's talk is later. Oh. Why are we always right. changing around where the milk in the store is? Well, I'm it's not, the front it's not up front. It's not up front. So Stop anyway, we're going to talk about TFC versus the crew. Stop shaking our milk. We're confusing people so they buy the prepackaged rice in a pouch things. That are on yeah. sale and they're always on sale. But if we move them, it looks like they're on sale because they didn't see them the last four times because they were nowhere near the milk. Market. It's like flyer specials where the price is the exact same as when it's not a flyer special. And in some cases, it's a little bit more. Well, because it has a sign on it that says special, people think it's on sale. Fuck you, Galen Weston. Yeah. 100% fuck you, Galen Weston. Not sponsored by him, that's for sure, Brick. And never would be. Oh, cold day in hell. Nope. Not any day on any realm. Fuck that. So TFC versus the crew. Um, as we discussed last week, we expected it to go poorly. And for the most part, it did. Although maybe not quite as poorly. But still, it wasn't good. Because it was a loss. 2-0. Um, and the second goal, which was a nice goal. <laughs> was, of course, by Jason Russell Rowe. A little, right, little right. fuck you to his former club. Um, because why not? And uh, I, I really appreciated the pass that uh, that was so good. It went past 10 Toronto defenders. Yeah. That's all the other He couldn't have done that. No, fuck Ooh. that guy. No. No. He could not, not on his best day. He probably already did it, but whatever. I don't, I'm not paying attention. <laughs> and then seriously, yeah, like Diego Rossi had to score. Like, I know it was his first, like, it's like, yeah, your first match back, whatever, welcome, dick. It's getting you revenge for his uncle Paolo and how we disrespected him. That's, you know what? Mm. That is fair. That is fair. Good point, Duncan. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Paolo yeah. Rossi. <laughs> It um, it was just a. Anyway, like I said, they lost. It wasn't. They weren't. They weren't awful, but like the finishing isn't there. And Romero, Romero had some nice had some nice moments. Um, considering he's the he's the number one guy for the next while. Um, Columbus have got a striker who's scored a few goals. That sort of Russell Rowe guy. We should try and get him in. Yeah, you know he looks good. I hear he's Canadian. Oh yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, 
Well, good on Columbus for their uh, sort of like scouting and getting the, the Canadian talent early and I know. getting there ahead of TFC. Really, yeah. really ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. it's nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was, again, like this was an expected loss, um, at least by us. <laughs> uh, to, 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 to watch, uh, you know, the, the post-match, I'm hoping that, Dunfield had some realistic expectations that they were probably going to lose that one. But um, right now, and for the next... You were hoping Dunfield had expectations of losing. I feel like well, he's, he's supposed to be the guy that's, oh, yeah, we're gonna, we can do it, guys. We can, we do, can do anything. Do I know, oh. I know. But don't you think... Okay, so I, I, I'll ask this seriously. Like, I've never, I've never coached... I've never coached uh, a team. I've played on... I've played many sports you know, uh, at various levels and, you know, but you wonder sometimes, doesn't your coach just like, I, I played on at least one soccer team. We were very, very bad. Like we were very bad. We only had like two or three players, A, that really knew what they were doing. Um, and then just our coach wasn't that great. She tried, but whatever. But like, I wondered sometimes before like a game, if she would just look at us and be like, "Oh, here comes another loss," you know, like I so I don't know if any of you who have played or whatever have done any coaching at any point in time in your lives. Do, do you ever just like just honestly with yourselves in the in the in the the depths of your brain think, mm "Hmm, this isn't going to go well." And I'm I'm being sincere when I ask this. Yeah, I mean I've there was a semi-competitive. It was like a it was. They basically called it a money league because all the all the teams that entered it kind of like put into a pot and the team winning team would get the pot. And it was kind of like a basically a really elite ish uh, rec league, for lack of a better term. And they needed somebody to manage and they asked if I'd do it. And what they meant was uh, uh, fill out the team sheet and hand it in. And then that's <laughs> it. And that's not how I took it. I said, I'm not going to fucking stand around and hold a clipboard. Just because none of you assholes were smart enough to carry a pen, you have to listen. You have to listen to what I got to do. And um, so the the friend, his dad was, it was his team. He was the one, he was the backer. And there, it wasn't that much money, but a lot of these guys were like still in university or just out of university and had no job. Long, so how I knew it was going to go bad, um, he kept starting his son, not my friend, um, the friend's younger brother. Who was thirteen? Uh, oh Jesus! And about five foot four in an adult league. So I'm like, yeah, this is a fucking good idea. This is a real good idea. Oh, and he played up front. The kid had to play. Of course up front. he did. Yeah. Um, the keeper was doing sweeper keeper because they were terrible. I kept yelling at them, chip the fucking keeper, and they wouldn't do it. So I'm like, okay, you guys are dog shit. I'm I'm busy next weekend. So uh, one uh, one one managerial game. Uh, I don't. I have no idea. It was double digits. They got fucking smoked. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, it was very quick that I knew it was going to go bad because none of these guys knew what the fuck they were doing. So, great story. Yeah, that was a great story. Uh, that was. This, I mean, never really young coaching, but you're talking about being just as a, a player or what have you. Do you ever kind of go into a situation? No, it's not going to work well. Then you know, yeah, I I go to work every day. <laughs> but it's. Hey, uh, you know, <laughs> you get through it. At the end of the day, you still got a job. Okay, but you know, you're like, 
the, the, the managers and what have you, they're all there take, oh, yeah, I'm positive and, yay, you can do this and blah, 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 blah. But that's, that's what coaching's all about, really. The coach can't be the, uh, the, uh, you know, the uh, yeah. Just, just don't even try, guys. Maybe it's that's not- why sometimes I wasn't the I wasn't like a good corporate retail manager because there were days where I'd be like, guys, it's going to be quiet as fuck. We're not hitting our targets. Go do something else, kind of thing. That was probably not the best thing to do. The staff appreciated it. I'm pretty sure my bosses didn't. I, t- I did a busy work within the store, or I yeah. just just fuck off and leave and go have lunch. Yeah. Oh, sometimes I would do that too. I'd be like, two people can go on break now. Off you go. It's dead. Mm. Tactically, I approach work with a fully offensive mindset. <laughs> Excellent. Anyway, this was not uh, a match to write home about. Really, this match just, you know, other than seeing Jason Russell Rowe continuing to flourish in Columbus, it just brought a lot of tweets and posts and stuff about, you know, can we get Bez back? Why can't we get Bez back? He's never coming back. I, I shouldn't say that. It's MLS. Anything, anything could happen, but he's probably not coming back. But every time we play Columbus, this is what happens. Everyone just talks know, about I this. Who, I want to know who's at home because they haven't received a letter in a long time. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, <laughs> ah, no. Are you driving somewhere? Is that your GCS? Yeah. My phone just, I must have hit something. I apologize. Mm. Um, anyway, so that was. Was, was that, was that do you, if listeners rewind, is that to Ashton Morgan's house? <laughs> Are you getting the Canadian men's job vacancy? I just want to know. Just No, she's physio. Oh, yeah, we covered that. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I got to, I got to stay. A wet sponge. I remember. I remember. Yeah. I, was, I was here for that. Sorry. What? Oh, oh, night wet sponge. Okay, Rockefeller. What Duncan said, I could water have a grows bag on of trees. Cold water. What are you talking about? Water <laughs> does grow on trees, right? Yes, yes, it does. Knew it. Ha! Ah. Face. <laughs> Sap. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, it's sort of just another um. It's just another game in this in this season that you can pay attention to or or, or not sort of thing. And, and I say that with love as someone who's going to go to probably two of the next three TFC home matches um, because I can and I strangely still want to. But we all know this season is just playing out the string like to what? see. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, late season streak to the playoffs. I said nothing. Yeah, that's what that no. is. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's the, the the losing makes it interesting. Yeah, and sure, you get a draw here or there, or maybe the odd win. I, you know, what's the point in that? We're not going to do anything at all here. Let's just keep losing. Let's just see how far we can take this. Do it. Let's just well, they've keep already. Losing. Okay, so the one keep thing we... until October first, and then keep and losing then... after October first. Super <laughs> draft. Super draft. Right. Super so the, draft. the one thing that actually that I, I hadn't brought up yet and I meant to, so this particular this particular loss set a club record. Woo! Danny the ghost of Danny Cooverman's hovers over the club. Uh that was ten losses. He's dead. Look at the his his playing spirit. I don't know. 
that that team won a bunch of games within that nine-game losing streak in the league. They won the Voyagers Cup during that time. Um, they, they, yeah, they might have beat LA in the CCL before the league season actually started. Even I know before the season actually won, started, yeah. They definitely won Voyagers Cups games, so that you know, 2012 season wouldn't have been... It's already better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that start to the season. It might have been like the end of the season. You're looking at winless things like under Mariner. He's probably got a, a big, long fucking winless streak at the end of 2012. Um, but yeah, yeah. Keep it going. Let's make it interesting. This is the only interesting thing going record on. setting. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that they scored goals last week and they took that one off the table. But that's how they give you hope. You go the no. street to the end of the season. Would that be a club record? I, I see, would I'm think with, so. I'm with, I'm with Duncan. If, if you're going to lose all you get, I want to see like comedy losing. Like, don't give me like half, like almost winning losing. That's not interesting. What do you want sad. like eight one? Like what do you oh, want here? Yeah, no. yeah, it's... yeah. Because because almost winning is sad. Like constantly, like, not that they almost win, but you know, like normal losses, and that's just grading. But comedy losses, that that's that's that's, think... that's the good stuff right there. Yeah. Didn't didn't I mention this like a couple couple episodes ago? It's kind of like two nil is like the shit loss because it's not enough for you to laugh at it. Yeah. Really right. Like, like yeah. so, like they they, like they, they tried. Curve. There was effort there. Yeah, yeah, at, yeah. And a curve for like disappointment. Two nil is the bottom. At three nil, it becomes funny. Yeah. And as it goes up, like every goal that goes past that gets funnier and funnier. Like, like be, being at a home game and seeing them lose six nil, I'd probably leave happy because like it's <laughs> like I'd just be laughing. At, like because you stop getting, you gotta, you have to stop getting mad. Didn't we see that against Philadelphia one year? No, that was 6 1. And that was on the road. Wasn't that on the road? It was on the road. Yeah, that was on the road. That was the one I kept, I kept, I bet a dollar that the next goal would be scored. Yes, yes, that's right. And then it happened. And then I placed another bet and it happened. And I won won a whole $2.15 that night. Felt rich. That's nice. Because I kept. I put another dollar down and eventually they just stopped scoring. It's very disappointing. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I, this needs a name. There's like, there's got to be like a, a, a name for like two nils, the worst, that curve. There's got to be, there's got to be mm. some curve that we can, we can assign this to that. That's the, the Coovermans, that's the, the Coovermans paradox. Is it a really a paradox? No, it's not. It just sounded. This cool. could be just the Cooverman's curve. Yes, yeah. it's alliterative well, at least. This is the, the show is uh, before, the, before the watershed. Danny Curverman's. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. The Coover curve. Mm. That sounds like Vancouver. This all well, sounds phallic. Let's let's this mm. let's work uh, on this one. No, okay, let's we'll work workshop on this. it. Everyone, uh, listeners, DM us. You can. You have to let us know. Tag us, whatever. We need a name for that curve of where 2-0 is the worst. That's the worst emotional outcome because at 3-0, it actually improves your mood because now you're laughing at it. What does that curve look What's like? That Give, it a name. Yeah. Give it a name. I like it. Please help us. John All right. The John Kerber? 
bad. Not bad. Okay. Chris Curvins. John Curver is better. John Curver is pretty good, but we can do better. If it could sound more mathy, that would be. Mm. Anyway. All right. Well, let's move on from TFC for now uh, and talk some camp yogs. We haven't done that for a while. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Before we sort of move on, I mean, I didn't watch that game at all. I just saw like some highlights, and I know on the the second goal, Michael Bradley looked hilariously slow and ineffective. But how was the Bradley at centre back uh, experience? What a bad. Is- as good as it ever is. Well, no. Occasionally, he has actually looked decent. Um, I would say he started off decent and then devolved to adequate, and then uh, by the end. Is this was that his first match since Daddy left home? No, second. No, he played. Oh. He played forty-five minutes the week before. Mm. Yeah, this was his first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. playing the full full ninety minutes can never be subbed off mode. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. mm. so that was great about last 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 time with the match before was that you know Dunfield subbed him off. It was like yeah, get him off the pitch. He sucks, Um, but no. All right, Campiel, Campiel stuff. So Mm -hmm. we haven't talked about Campiel in some time, and (laughs) if if you. If you are watching the Campiel, and I hope you are, because you should be. It's worthwhile. There's been some good matches. But the thing, you know, we talk about, you know, the the top teams in this league and how there's like there's the there's the few top te- teams and then there's that middle and then there's, you know, whatever, the 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 dreck at the bottom. Well, this season, um there seems to be I don't know. Everyone is just equally, for the most part, except for Vancouver VFC. Sorry, guys. Um, and Grey Mice. Everyone seems to be equally kind of good one week and also shit the next week so that we've got currently four teams with 32 points. And then Calgary currently at the top with 36 after beating uh, Pacific on the weekend which hurt my soul and was a terrible match and that was a dive and i'm very angry about it still isn't Um, that the awkward erection of owners in a parody league's wet dream like honestly (laughs) we have so much parody it's literally like there is it's 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 literally goal differential that is separating all of this three points separating two through six guys that's fucked up yes (laughs) just you know well anyway um it's yeah, it's it's been just fucking weird. Um, Thirty two points, and then and York is just you know at twenty nine. Yeah, they're not um, dead. Yeah. With and I'm sorry, Marcus, but what's going on with your with your team? Um, I mean, underperforming, and I'm not just saying that because of the. They're in fourth. It's not. It's you know. It's not even a uh, well. They should be better than this, but just game to game, the last bunch have just been kind of middling performances. So what you're saying is that Ashton Morgan was the glue that was holding this team together. Yeah, if you use your glue on the bench a lot, yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey, hey! Glue holds things together. 
Exactly. You need, you need it's emotional stick. glue, Mark. It's emotional glue. Are you, are you saying that since he was put up to pasture, he's been turned to glue? Oh. <laughs> I didn't say that. Oh, Marcus. I didn't say that, that at was... all. Yeah, you laughed evilly and delightedly. Because I like a good pun. Mm-hmm. Who's your sponge? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, it's been an interesting few weeks in the Camp Yell. And so we've got, I'm going to, Mark's going to talk about his adventure on the weekend because he went on one. Um, so you've got Calgary at 36 points. And then it goes based on goal differential. Also, forges in forge. One goal differential, two matches played. Um, so Calgary, Pacific, Ottawa, Halifax, Hamilton, York at 29, also with 22 games. The top four all have 21 games. And then Winnipeg and uh, Vancouver. So with 20 and 17 points, respectively. Uh, no hope for them. Really, it's whether or not York can overtake one of the many teams with 32 points or if Calgary goes, who knows? I literally have no idea what's about to happen, Um, but it's fun. And it's going to make the next little while uh, going into the end of the season, a lot more exciting. I will. Yes, I guess. Yes. Parody league, bring it on. Um, But Mark, Hmm. who, who is our, our can PL King who actually goes to can PL matches. um, Not just at home. Oh no. no, no, no. He no. travels and not just to, you know, the city above Toronto. Um, Mark, you went on an adventure oh, on the weekend. Uh, that's true. Also, uh, Hamilton is to the West, not above. Um, yeah. So I took a, a, a very impromptu road trip uh, to Ottawa to go see Forge play uh, the Atleticos. Um, awesome. Now, uh, I will say that uh, this was kind of a, a very quick turnaround situation. Um, I went and sat in the supporters section. For those of you who are unaware of Ottawa's two-sided stadium, it's pretty much the same-ish as Hamilton's, except they don't have an arena under one side. Right. But everybody sits on one side, the one side of the stadium, opposite to Hamilton. They put it. They don't have the cameras facing the crowd, which is a shame because they get pretty good crowds. Like I forget, or either just don't know, they probably get like easily over five per game. Um, there, there were way more. There were more people than empty seats in the lower bowl uh, of that one side. So that's about, like I said, between five and seven thousand. Um, what else? What else can I say? The oh. My favorite part was uh, the supporters naturally were – they were singing a swear word or two. And uh, oh. I, I know, right? I know. <laughs> the cop came over to say, you guys can't do this. There is a si- there is a sign at the top of Section K, Section K, where it states, it is where the away supporters are going to be located in this section – you might you'll hear songs and drums and flags and swearing. And if you don't like that, you can ask to see if you can get your seats moved. But the security guard apparently doesn't know that the sign exists or, or can't read or can't read. Illiteracy strikes rent a cops at an alarming rate in this country. <laughs> and I think it's our duty to teach them to read. 
that being said, aside from the fact that apparently you get like fresh ice cream at the fucking stadium, like scoops, Ooh. scoops, that is practically fancy um, for for uh, North American stadium fare, as far as I'm concerned. Um, the game was boring as fuck. Uh, the game was as indicative of Ottawa as I can think. Um, it <laughs> harmless, not a lot going on, um, probably a little bit of handshaking. And everybody quietly left the stadium, like everyone, including the players. Uh, scoreless draw, which is very disappointing because some of those games looked way more interesting watching some of the highlights. Uh, there was about three whole chances that entire game. Uh, two for Ottawa, one for Hamilton, which really highlights the mediocrity of Hamilton. And when I say it, it's not, it's not they're, they're underperforming. And if they were losing games 3-2, they still scored two and had moments of, you know, flashes of brilliance. In this case, it's just like, oh, did everybody figure out Bobby's, uh, Bobby Smirios' strategies or is, is that what's happening here? Because they're just like there was there was nothing going on. There was nothing going on attacking wise. So uh, other than that, um, lovely ground. Uh, it was surprisingly uh, easy to get in and out. I'm not used to that. <laughs> um, there was also like ample on-site parking. Not used to that. Nice. Re and when I say reasonably priced, like that part of that Lansdowne Park area is not just the stadium. Like it's a, it's got its own life. It's got its own patios and restaurants and movie theater. And there's like, there's other shit to do other than stadium. And like there were, People all out in the bars, hanging out and doing their thing, regardless of the fact that there was a soccer game going on. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I don't think I've ever been. I, I've only been down to that part of the city once. And there was um, I think it was a junior hockey game. And we I think we got we got there a little bit late and thought that oh, this is not worth the hassle of trying to get in and out. And it was cold. And it was a lot of snow. Anyway, um not bad. This is the first this is the first Forge Away day I've done since I've been a season ticket holder. I have been to York like four or five times. Not once was to see Forge play. Huh. Yeah. I've seen Pacific. The uh White Caps. Oh, not once. Oh. Not once. I've seen Pacific. I've seen White Caps. I've seen Impact. I've seen Oh Did you, did you see I Vancouver? Look, uh, not 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 the via not the space penises, but no, not the space penises. Oh, I thought you told no. I thought you saw the space penises too. I forget who. Basically, I went to like one one of the game one of the games early in their first year before the pandemic because I went after work to go up to see it, and then there was the the near the near giant killing that Duncan and I got to see. That was fucking yeah. incredible. Right, and, right. Um, and uh, yeah, so anyway. Have not strangely have not been able to catch Forge at York, so now I've caught Forge at Ottawa. Um, Hilarious. Yeah, but otherwise uh, it was good. There, I bought a scarf. Um, I bought a, a scarf that uh, was uh, Ottawa uh, regular season champions. Um, that's particularly funny to me that I own a scarf that they proudly displaying that they, and it says like one more match or something like that because they they were they were the. They won the league at the top, finishing first, but they still had one more match, which they lost to Hamilton. So I have the scarf before they got beat. It's beautiful. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, otherwise, uh, 
nice day out. Nice day out. Don't recommend the football, though. My God, that was... You <laughs> drive all the way up there and then all the way back in one day? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we... Uh, we we went fancy. We took uh, we we took uh, seven highway seven all the way up there. We did not go the typical four hundred one up to was it four seventeen? Uh, yeah. So we drove we drove through uh, Havelock and Perth. Tweed. Did you see Tweed? Tweed. Yes. Ooh, tweed and and Nepean and Peter something. I don't know. Um, Peter. Yeah. Sorry, it was Peter. Peterborough. P E T U R R A. Yeah, it was very Australian for some reason, like kookaburra. Anyway, um, we got ice cream on the way back. Kawartha Dairies. I, I hope so. Oh my god, the, there's like this blueberry thing. Oh my fucking god, it was amazing. Anyway, um, yeah, so it was, that was that was kind of the weekend. We just went up. Uh, I couldn't believe how cold I got in on an August night. I didn't know that was possible. That was that oh. was. Yeah, I mean, we. I think we completely forgot that we are actually significantly north. Um, when I say significant, it's not really that much north, but compared to the heat and humidity that southern Ontario tends to get, it was like pants weather. And this has come from a guy who wears shorts like all year round. Anyway, yeah, so uh, nice day out. Hamilton could have been better. Back to you, Kristen. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Yeah, I think that's a good, that's a, that that's just, thank you, Mark, for being, being such an adventurer and for supporting local football much better than the rest of us. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> far for local. I mean, let's be fair. It's really fucking far. Well, you were supporting your local side. Anyway. I suppose. Still. Uh, what was funny is uh, while we were up in Ottawa, um, I kept, I kept, so I kept looking at the phone and I kept putting it away. Like I'd pull it out by instinct and then put it away because Toronto was playing. I was trying to avoid the score because I was hoping to watch it. And then I found out the score and then I watched the highlights and it, highlights were in air quotes. And uh, my, my, my delightful wife uh, had uh, said, you mean we could have went to Columbus? I'm like, I, th and I said to her, I think I'd rather go watch a team that might win. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't care how good that Russell roll goal was. I would not have been happy because two nils at the bottom of that curve. We need a name for anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think we were going to end up doing an impromptu road trip. It was a de just dependent on whether we were going Northeast or Southwest. This segment nice. brought to you by visit Tweed. <laughs> mm. <laughs> not just a blazer, a town. Perth. No, not that one. No, not that one. Perth. Oh. <laughs> um, I went to a wedding in Perth. Like the Scotland one or the Australian ago. one? Uh, no, the, the the Canadian one. Oh. Mm. 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 Perth. They have, they have a lovely street light. <laughs> yeah. They got electricity. Recently, they 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 had a sign. With electricity running through it, like lights on it. God damn. And uh, it said 2022. So well done. Um, I guess pandemic people needed, you know, busy work. Yeah. Let's yeah. run a cable. So anyway, lovely. All right. So there's, anyway, there's like seven, six, seven weeks left in the CAMPL season. Um, 
and honestly no idea how it's all going to shuffle out so do if you haven't been watching please start watching um either watch it on one soccer or if you have fubo hey come watch it on fubo and everybody has fubo because everybody watches the epl so true don't tell me you don't because i don't believe you okay you know what i'll 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 even give people a further out you can watch the 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 five to nine minute packs the the highlight packs on youtube they're all there there you um, go and if it was a game like my it was a game like the one i went to i believe it was the runtime was four minutes 39 seconds <laughs> the shortest you can, highlight pack you can which get. if you consider that they spend time showing them walking out onto the field and then putting the starting 11 up it's not even four minutes of action <laughs> but yeah i like to watch that on youtube I will honestly. I I have sat there and watched, like, just caught up on the weekend. Watched the other three game highlight packages, and very rarely went. Eh, didn't miss much. Quite often, I'm like genuine, like, oh, that would have been fun. Like, there was, like, right. who got somebody got smashed three nil? Tell me that wasn't fun. Exactly. Like, mice got stomped three nil. Come on, that's a party. Gets <laughs> on the way. Gets on the way of mukbangs and fail videos. That's true. But still, you got you so, got you got six minutes. Exactly. I've heard things. <laughs> I don't even know what it means. Just sounds good. To live? No, you got free six. You got six free minutes. Uh. All right, let's move on to what we're talking about. We've got uh, two big things to talk about. We're going to start off with uh, more stuff post-Women's World Cup and the absolute unfortunateness that is taking all light, love, and support away from the Spanish Women's World Cup winning team um, and Jenny Hermoso instead being shifted onto the absolute stain that is... uh, Rubialis. Um, it's been an interesting few days. We talked about this pretty extensively last week, and some of the things that we discussed, you know, have later come out. You know, we were talking about that statement through the FA, you know, she made in giant air quotes, which, you know, she has come out and been like, yeah, I didn't say that. And her teammates is like, we know, no, that, no, that wasn't us. Um, so there's been that. There's been Ruby Alice at a presser announcing quite emphatically, what was it, five times in a row that he will not resign? Um, oh. Spanish oh. FA asking to be kicked out of competitions because of government. In, it, like, some, of, and some of this stuff has now been walked back in the last day or two as the um, as public sentiment everywhere is is moving against them um not, 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 not everywhere Kristen. not everywhere like, no, inside good. that church where his mum's hanging out <laughs> oh he, he's God. a fucking hero absolutely he is a saint literally a saint but the thing and we're and we can we're going to talk about a lot of this but the thing out of all of this that has made me the most angry and rage-filled and disgusted um and I know many, many thousands upon millions of people feel the same way. Um, is that they were like, 
watch the video look at her body language and position basically saying she wanted it and it didn't happen when millions of fucking people saw it and this is why women don't report this shit and i'm oh just like it's right there like you can't you can't say what it is you're trying to say. You can't spin this. I know you're desperately trying to, but you misogynistic assholes need to go the absolute fuck away. And his buddy, the coach, who's again, whose team succeeded in spite of him, um, his entire coaching staff quit on him. He's the only coach left. And he's now only now just started to distance himself from his best friend, Rubialis. It's Velada. Anyway. Um, but all of this is just maddening. And I will say, I'm going to let you guys talk in a second. I swear. Um, and we definitely need to talk about his mom with the hunger strike. Cause Jesus Christ. Um, but what I have appreciated, but also been disappointed by um is the speaking out amongst the footballing community, mostly players and teams. And it's mostly been, not entirely, there have been male players and a couple teams from different leagues who have put forth displays, which I have appreciated. But the silence on the men's side has been so deafening. It's almost all the support for her and for women athletes in general um has come from women and while i am lucky to exist in a space and know men your, yourselves included who are supportive who do speak up um who i would leave my drinks with you know what i mean like that sort of thing mm -hmm. i'm i'm i feel very fortunate to know a lot of men like this um but to see the ongoing silence has been very frustrating and disheartening um, as a as a person, uh, as a woman, as a fan of the sport. Um, but hoping, as I always do, that this will help uh, incite change within the sport. Obviously, within uh, within the Spanish sport, because huge issues there in this regard, but. Anyway, it's been a frustrating few days, and now I'm gonna let you guys talk. I'm just gonna be quiet for a bit. Okay, you mentioned there how this is taking away from the fact that the the, the team actually won the World Cup and all that sort of thing, and blah 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 blah. But I, yes, it is. That's definitely a shame. But you know, this has become a much bigger thing, and what have you. And you know, is is this you know eventually? This whole thing is, is going to be the the bigger triumph for the uh, the Spanish sort of women's team and everything. Just say, oh, they're actually going to like change a uh, a lot of shit within you know their own federation and Spanish society a little bit as a whole and like the world. I mean, is this going to be there in the end the biggest result? I mean, nah, hey, they win a World Cup, it's a game, what have you. Right now, they're making real change. Which they probably don't want to do. They just want to be celebrating. But um, yeah, that's a thought. Yeah, incite change. I don't know. Um, it may. It'll probably incite change in a way that is 
on the surface, the cultural change within countries, within society in general, uh, you know, it's it's a step probably that the convert this is allowed conversation to happen. So that's a positive as far as uh, change on the pitch or in celebrations or any any situation like this after it will make people more aware and um i don't want to say afraid but more uh careful but careful to not get in trouble not necessarily careful because they are trying to do the right thing but maybe that's a step in itself in a way if you see what i mean um yeah it's 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 kind of a shit i i definitely what duncan said like you know on the the bigger picture if this is uh kind of the uh result of of their victory then it's kind of a bigger deal than a game but at the same time it's unfair to them as professional athletes that they're for many of them the biggest victory in their careers has been now the side note since about what five minutes after it happened yeah Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, maybe many of them just want to be athletes. They don't necessarily want to be vanguards for change. But even if they want to be vanguards for change, they also just want to celebrate what for some of them will be yeah. the biggest sporting accomplishment of their lives. So, yeah, it's, yeah, just... yeah. So it's a shame. It's a shame that that's, and you know, and that's the thing because that wouldn't have happened. Not that there's an equivalent in the men's game, but let's say something really that it, there's no equivalency. This is don't don't get me wrong. There's no equivalent, but the minor uproar of uh, when Messi had that robe put on him, yeah, you know when he picked up the trophy. Not that definitely not the same as this, but but um, you know that wasn't even if that was a, a bigger thing, it wasn't going to overshadow Argentina's World Cup win. For no, and we after. and we we discussed that and we. Um you know, noted that that was consensual. He sure. knew, he, he yeah, had, yeah. He, he knew that that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not comparing it at all. But, oh, but, no, I know um, you're not. No, no. Yeah. But we, no, we did bring it up because we sort of felt like, you know, in terms of like a spectacle or something that everyone's talking about as opposed to the win. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the big difference being that um, his was consensual and hers wasn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, there's, there's just not, there to to find a comparable even, thing, there even isn't. A, no, in the men's game, there really isn't anything that would be. The closest thing I, I even, likened it to is if there was a female football executive that did that to a male footballer on there, a stage. It would be a different. It would be a different uh, story, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It would be. It would be more of a scandalous woo rather than yeah. You know, or or look at herself throwing herself at him. Come on yeah. now, like it would be one of the two. It'd be like, hey, look at him. He's still, you know, he gets all the ladies. Or you know, poor yeah. woman, what the fuck does she think she's doing? Kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I would. Um, uh, I I kind of. Uh, I think the the thing that really bothers me. I know we already you, that was already discussed is the fact that. Like, can you imagine winning a World Cup and some other bullshit is not the thing that we're we're talking about? Never mind, like the actual act of it. Yeah. Imagine being Spanish. Imagine watching that game. Imagine watching that game and being fucking thrilled beyond your wildest dreams that the that your 
your team won the whole thing and then one of your own took the spotlight and the discussion away from them because what because he thought he had a right to kiss somebody like i don't the only thing i can figure is like like this is what assholes in power mm-hmm. constantly like just Ew. think they can get away with because they and, can and and oh and they do they do it's the fact that they get when they get called out on their bullshit such as this it's like we're looking at her body language. When the fuck did everybody become a body language expert? Half of these guys pay for a woman and they would not know what fucking body language on a woman looks like. Like like we're not yeah. like, we're not talking about experts. Nobody's consulting experts on this. It's it's people who have a fantasy of I, like almost I'm trying to justify this cuz I wish I could do that too, which is also stupid and bullshit and gross. But like like we can't why why do we have to like doubt what she's saying? And again, this is all to what you said earlier, Kristen. It's when when you were shouting into the microphone and thank God I wasn't wearing earphones, but you were right. I'm sorry. And no, you but at the same time, dude, really that's angry. Exactly, but that's the problem too, right? That's no one that's, that's the fundamental <sighs> fucking issue here. And and like the fact that not only we're still talking about it, but like we give a fuck what his mom thinks. We give a fuck what his mom thinks. Can you imagine somebody just grabbing in the back of a woman's head in front of a worldwide audience, kissing her as if as if that was okay, visually, factually, begging her to corroborate the bullshit story, not getting that corroboration, and we still give a fuck what his mom thinks? I hope she starves to death. I kind of do. Like if you're going to back, if you're going to back a shitty human being, whether it came from you or not, that's kind of on you then, isn't it? You're you, the funny part is, is that he's not getting arrested for this. No. You know what I mean? Like it's, like, it's not like he's being set up. Like we literally fucking saw him do this. Yeah. Dude, everybody saw him do this. And somehow Somehow, somehow she's at fault. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, no, fuck all the way off. And I can't, I just like, I can't believe how much, I can't believe it's taken anywhere this long for anything to happen. For anything to happen. Like, Mm -hmm. he still has his job. Like, I feel like, I I feel like if that was, if that was like, if that was, if that was the U.S. Soccer Federation. If that was the Canadian Soccer Association. That was the English mm-hmm. Football Association, where the president grabbed one of the player by the back of the head, kissed them. They would have lost their job before night's end, or at least the uh, next day. Uh, I, would, I, I would hope well, so. But the, it sure the, head of, it, the head of the FA is Prince William, isn't it? So. Oh, you got me there. All right, but my <laughs> point is, is that my, my point is is that um, I feel like it would have moved a lot fucking faster than this. Yeah. Yes, agreed. And, there, the, and, the, the and culture is different. But, but like, is that the, the, like the level of excuse? I, oh, I, yeah. I can't. I can I also can't fathom why we would excuse a fucking lifetime nepo, nepo baby bureaucrat. Yep. 
that's another thing. What the fuck has this guy done except inherit Nothing. a job? Except inherit a job. Exactly. Like, like yeah, like, exactly. Like, but here's the extra sad thing about that, really. Does it and, get worse? Well, well, kind of. Well, in a way that. Vice president of the U- of UEFA. Well, 99% of the. No, no. My, the worst part for me is that 99% of the world knows his name. Couldn't probably not name another member of the Spanish team other than Jenny Hermoso because she's involved. Yeah. Mm. No, that's true. Yeah, well, that's also too like like basically, he went and made the Spanish women's World Cup victory uh, about him. All about him. About him. It was, it was like one of those dudes who uh, proposes to his wife after she finishes a marathon. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's like, are you yeah. fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, but oh, sorry, he proposes his girlfriend. Sorry. Yeah, but I think that's kind of how he feels. I mean, you just kind of like see him celebrating and everything. You you get the impression that he kind of sees this as like his victory, yeah. And I I feel there's like a couple of other things here, but I mean, one of them uh, when he was just like talking about it and he's like, oh, you know, as if this wasn't like a sexual thing or whatever. It was just like, oh, I was just kind of like kissing her, just like you would kiss your daughter. And it's just like, yeah. I mean, you look at the uh, the, the entire presentation, just like all the the different like players that were coming by and you know he was just like hugging them and sort of a bunch of them just like lifting them off the ground and what have you and then yeah he's talking about it oh it's as if they're like my daughters it's just like eh, dude dad that's pretty problematic also that that's not the oh it's all good no need to worry think that you think it is and yeah. i just do some sort of thing. oh yeah these, these are just like kind of like possessions for him really they say hey yeah. yeah you can be doing this and yeah i want to like, kiss this one on the lips why not i'm going to fuck it yeah this is my team this is me i won this look at me grab and my i'm gonna balls. do it in a way yeah. in which she can't pull away and also it's on the world fucking stage like in yeah. like think about think about how it would have looked if she pulled away like do you know do you know what I mean? Like how much how much like in anyways, it happened in a nanosecond. She didn't even have time to like jerk her head back or try to dodge that one because he grabbed her fucking head. But like just think about all the things you're processing in that moment and you think, Jesus Christ, like what just happened? Like my instinct watching it was like, I want to slap that asshole so fucking hard. But in order to involve you know, avoid what is now which is now an international incident but right in that moment she doesn't she just moves on probably because she's in shock and is also like can i slap him can i slap him i probably shouldn't slap him but can i slap him like do you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i'm I'm, another thing just the explanation that it put out was like oh you know she was clearly sort of hooking him back and she was into it I and mean, she kind of almost lifted him off the ground. I mean, this was clearly a sign that she wanted this. Exactly. And how many of like, again, you look the entire procession of all the players, so many of them, he was kind of like picking them up and fully like lifting them off the ground. I think if it wasn't a confined space, he'd have been fucking spinning them round. You know, and yes. Again, so what does that mean? So oh, you were, is that clearly a sign that you wanted it for all of them as well? Or, or, or does it not work that way for you? I, it's that whole explanation of, oh, well, yes. Just look at what happened there. You know, she nearly lifted him off the ground. She was so enthusiastic. That means she was clearly into this. Fuck off, guy. I, is, is it weird that I, that, uh, 
while you know that was kind of an enabling and or not enable well, kind of enabling but enacting uh fantasy so many uh weak fucking men uh have um is it weird that my fantasy was that she would fucking belly to back suplex him off the goddamn staging right i wanted that when i saw him like so badly like like hook him under the arms and just fucking like brazilian jujitsu the living shit out of him and if he she lands it right his spine hits the edge of the staging. So it's not a flat impact, but a, something that snaps the spine. Mark, cord. I love the specificity of this, of this, of this thought of yours. This is lovely. I, Kristen, I don't know I'm if you ha- know I'm going to have warm thoughts about this for some time. Kristen, I don't know if you know this about me, but um, I watch a lot of wrestling. And You do? And as as somebody who watches a lot of wrestling and seeing uh, people get powerbombed and slammed and onto the edge of a ring apron and those cobra gory you know i'm talking about you you know it's you that i'm talking to about this right now it's the hardest part of the ring the fucking commentators say it all the time and it happens all the time guys getting slammed into the side of the ring it's because there's no padding there's no give well that would also include a non-wrestling ring because it's a straight flat edge and the way the way wrestling works is that if you land flat it displaces the amount of energy, the point of impact, because there isn't one. It's basically a surface. But if it's an edge, it's a one point of impact. So hopefully that fucker would have been paralyzed from doing something like that, which he would have deserved because. So in my mind, she fucking picked his ass up, turned him up right over, right onto the edge of that thing. And I, I would be immediately calling up the Spanish Football Federation, demanding them sell me. A jersey with her name and number on the back. Because I would want that so much. What a fucking legend that would have been. <laughs> Not so, that she already isn't, but that would like, like Mount Rushmore type shit. Like we're going to go get some dynamite and put her face on something. That's the kind. That's the, that's, that's some world-class shit right there. Agreed. Um. So within all this, if you haven't already seen the protests uh, in Spain, in Madrid, um, thousands and thousands and thousands of people in the streets demanding accountability, demanding Rubiales be be fired, be terminated, uh, support for Jenny Hermoso and uh, the rest of the Spanish team um, and players, just, in, you know, women athletes. It's just been, it's been great. It's been, but it's, again, it's a very interesting thing. But one of the things, and we keep, we keep sort of referring to his mom, who is on a hunger strike because of the 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 witch hunt, the inhuman the inhuman hunt against her son, um, and this is where again I talk about the the men that I know and the men that I spend my time with that are my friends that are certainly the three people on this podcast um, that I know speak up that I know um, if they had children would teach their their sons about consent um, that would not make their sons think that they are the center of the universe and can do whatever they want. Um, and that is an ongoing larger conversation outside of sport, but certainly within sport. Um, about you know like it's it again it comes back to so many things that could be uh, 
20 million episode long podcast, which is, I realize the length of our average podcast, but, um, but the fact that, that men think this is okay and don't see the problem and then are so easily able to, and so quick to turn it around on the women and that consent isn't talked about and that, Again, the lack of support from the vast majority of, of male footballers. Um, there's been a few, you know, Spanish footballers who've spoken up. Um, and, you know, Iniesta was one. Um, oh God, it was the other. The couple, there's been a couple others. But so that's been that's been great. Um, Hector uh, Bellerin had a really good post on, on Instagram. Um, but again, for the most part, it's been pretty quiet. And men you need to talk to your men like talk to your friends don't let that shit pass when it's just you guys fucking speak up like don't don't let this shit go past you like we we need you to help us fight this and because you don't listen to us so maybe you will listen to your friends. Maybe you will listen to your your dads, your uncles, your cousins, your work buddies. I, I don't your teammates. We don't know how else to say this, but this the change has to come within from within you guys. So as much as we speak up and we shout and we try, it needs to come from men. It needs to come from all aspects. You need to not let, you know, those. Uh, it's not really a rape joke, but it's kind of a rape joke. You know, you, you, you can't let that shit pass. Don't do it. You see your buddy being an asshole at a bar one night to some, you know, pawing some girl. Don't let him. Tell him off. Tell him to fuck right off. So all of this gets, this is all part of this, is that no one's ever told this guy that he can't. Or if they have, obviously he hasn't listened. Um, and yes, his mom is one of those people because she's on a fucking hunger strike in defense of her asshole of a son. Uh, like, talk about internalized misogyny. Like, woman, what are you doing? Ah, sorry, end of rant part 27 million. Go ahead, guys. Yeah, I mean, the, the fact that she's doing the hunger strike in a church... Misogyny is coming from. I, yep. you know, but yeah, I, okay. yeah. This, I, I have uh, a question about a, a Spanish sure. hunger strike. Go on. Is it? Uh, do you starve yourself in with small plates, a group of small plates, or do you just starve yourself on one big plate? Mm. Good call. Mm. Depends on what time of day it is. Mm. Also, good call. Yeah. I, I guess you don't start starving until late at night, though, because, you know. Mm-hmm. Good point. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And you're sleeping through the afternoon, so you don't really think about it too much. So, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's an evening thing to throw mm. a hunger strike in Spain, for sure, yes. Yeah. I got nothing to add to this. I'm just, yeah. Yeah, okay. we could, we, I, we, we, you know what, hopefully next week there will be a resolution and we can at least celebrate that because right now it's still all very all over the place slowly things are being supports are being taken away but it's still not again he's he's still still has a job and um 
there are still protests in the streets and there are still stupidness. Um, so hopefully um, more things will change. Um, oh, FIFA has suspended him. Well, well that's brave, a step. Brave. I know. Finally. Oh, provisionally suspended him. Oh, right. Uh, no, I already knew this. For 90 days. Whatever. 90 days. Fuck oh. you. Cowards. Um, yeah. So it's... Uh, Ugh, anyway, it doesn't matter. It until until he doesn't have a job, not provisionally, not nothing. Until he's no longer in charge of Spanish football, no longer involved in football at all. Until he's turfed from anything that has any sort of power within this sport, there's no resolution to this, and and it, like it's not an acceptable resolution. Um, and hopefully, we will be able to say that that has happened next week. Um, in the meantime, do keep talking about this with your friends. Um, do keep this in mind. Don't, don't, don't let stuff like this just, just pass. This isn't a boys and boys will be boys is one of the stupidest fucking things and enabling of all of this that has ever existed on the face of this planet. Um, so don't let this shit, ha don't let this shit continue. Just fucking look inward and then act outward. Like, let's let's make some fucking difference, people. This is an opportunity for this. Let's do this. All right. Let's talk about more fun things now. Um, like. Go on. Hey, did, did you know that TFC has a new coach? Finally. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus Christ. We know. Fuck. How long does no. it take to get here? It's, Ugh. you know, it's going to take uh, until October 1st, um, oh. apparently. Um, so what we discussed last week and what we've been talking about for the last couple weeks as a rumor last week, it was a much stronger rumor and it's officially official. John Herdman has, uh, left Canada soccer to become the new head coach of TFC and had his, uh, official press conference unveiling today, uh, up at the BMOT G, um, said all the right things, looked, uh, you know, looked handsome in his suit, took lots of pictures, answered lots of questions. Um, if you have the athletic, there's, you know, umpteen million articles um, by Joshua Cloak, a uh, friend of the podcast, about some of the behind the scenes stuff leading up to Herdman's departure, uh, Nations League Gold Cup, that was, you know, there was some tipping points there. Not surprising anyone. Um, I think, like, I'm, I, I'm not surprised that this is a decision he's made. Although I will, I don't remember who asked him because um, I, I missed some of the presser, but I, I got to watch most of it. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. Um, is that someone did ask him about his comments about, you know, encouraging players to not. To, to go to Europe and play and, and to not, you know, basically to not play in MLS. And yet this is what he's doing. And he sort of like hedged it a little bit. He's like, he's like, he, he actually did say, I'm not going to back down from that. I do think people should go. I do think the best players should go play in the best leagues. Um, but 
that that you know the, the the basically the idea is to turn our players into those players so that they move on to the best leagues. And I was like, okay, it's a good way to spin it. I'll take that. <laughs> but to be fair, those players have club experience. <laughs> well, yeah. he's gonna get it. Um, I will say this, and we're we're gonna we'll all discuss, and I want everyone to give their opinions and thoughts. Um, John Herman likes a challenge. We all know this. You know, this is this is his thing, and he's he straight out said this. You know, I wanted a new challenge, and TFC is a perfect one. If he turns this team around, he will be a fucking hero, and he will sort of cement his status as a coach who can come into a seemingly broken program and fix it and elevate it. Um, and that he is, whether you think he's a good tactician or he's a motivator, obviously he's able to bring disparate personalities and styles together and he's able to convince people to play for him. So I, for one, am very curious to see what happens with TFC under um, his managerial time, however long that lasts. Gentlemen, your thoughts. He has a curious history of leaving one job for another job, doesn't he? Sinking ship, baby. Maybe he doesn't know how to swim. Fair. Fair. I mean, I, I still think that this is a good move for him. I still think this is a good move for TFC. Um, I feel like, I feel like even if, if you took away all of the, the silly drama bullshit that's been going on behind the scenes at both the CSA and TFC, he got, he got the men to a world cup that they were not hosting on their own merits, finished first in the group. And did not have the best group stage. Let's put it that way. Um, they definitely had signs of it that where they should have been better, but they were ultimately outclassed. And after that World Cup, he enters a Gold Cup, does not do well. Let's assume that maybe there is some fractioning of the or factioning of the uh, of the dressing room. And it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. So I think I've taken this as far as I can go. Regardless, Canada is still a small, small fish in a big pond. Mm -hmm. um, here's Toronto FC, a known quantity with pockets and resources. Deep. Something I don't have at the Canadian Soccer Association. Um, he's done a good job of convincing players to come play for Canada which has been phenomenal, which is something we haven't had for the better part of 30 years. And thank you very much. But to be perfectly fair, I'm not going to say we didn't need those players, but our best players weren't the ones that needed convincing. So they're locked in. We went to a World Cup. Fantastic. Kind of get out while the crowd's still hot, so to speak. Toronto FC, as a as somebody who's clearly somebody who can get people to buy in, even if it's just for a couple of years, I don't care because the last two gaffers we had could not get a buy-in. Nobody wanted their bullshit. It was clear. Some of them stayed far longer than they should have. So out the door you go. The nice part about him is that he actually kind of has a 
known reputation to deal with like superstar egos. Because I mean, David and Davies would fit. I don't know what their actual egos are like, but they're superstars. Let's let's be fair. For them, for him to go into a TFC locker room, he could probably handle most, if not. Um, they're already disgruntled, so if he, they leave and they re- get replaced, is it all that bad? But ultimately, just kind of need they need somebody who can get everybody to be on the same page and buy in. And I don't think it's a terrible move at all. Um, for whatever, if it seems like, I don't know, I've I've seen some interesting uh, philosophies and and theories as to as to you know why he might take this or not. And most of it's like, oh, that's pathetic. That's sad. You know what, though? Let's be honest. Canadian Soccer Association is below Toronto FC. Canadian Soccer Association is below most of the USL. Let's be fair. They're below <laughs> India 11. Okay? <laughs> India 11 has got better resources at their disposal than Canadian <laughs> Soccer Association. And I mean that from a place of pure... Hamilton has better resources than the CSA. We all knew that. Have you have you seen how they circumvented the cap? Come on, Chris. Yes, many many times. <laughs> what like, you're my... saying is, what you're saying is they're the Thunder Bay Chill of FIFA. Oh, one hundred percent. Don't disrespect <laughs> the Thunder Bay Chill, the lo- one of the longest serving pro clubs in the country. But yeah, like that's to me, it's it's like if you, if you strip away the bullshit and the baggage that we suspect. And just even look at surface level shit. This is a really good move for him. This is a really good move for Toronto FC. Arguably, this may even be a really good move for Canada if they can. I don't know how you're going to pay your next coach in in Nike gear, but realistically, like the big loser in this is arguably the Canadian men's national team, and I don't think so because I kind of feel like he may have lost the room anyway, and he's getting out earlier than at the exit of the next gold cup and before nations league starts like there is there is a weird thoughtfulness to the timing and i know that sounds strange to put it that way but he's giving them like he's 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 helping with the transition he's not fucking off immediately uh maro biello is uh is in charge now uh, for the time being anyway um but you know they don't have they don't have meaningful matches for a few months so there's there's time you know so there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a timeliness to the transition it's not like well it's not like they have any matches in the next international window because they don't so you know there's no he's not leaving them without a coach for that and again Bialo's there and Bialo will be there for the for the match in October but um Anyway, it's um, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking there about the whole the motivation thing and uh, all that. And, yep, it seems like it. Hopefully, it'll work. I mean, again, we kind of like, just talked about it last week, but there's a difference between hey, you get these players for you know a week or like a couple of weeks, maybe every few months. And you, know, you can try things and, you know, they can kind of like get excited about that. It's just a, a one-off thing. 
uh, and that's probably a bit of a different animal than hey, you're with these guys every day of the week over a like 34 game league season that lasts like eight months, nine months, or what have you. You know, I think those are, are two different motivational things. So hopefully it will carry over and work. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if that's a, a guarantee, but you know, hopefully it'll work. Uh, yeah, it's and as well. A part of that is, you know, internationally, you don't really have that many options. I think once you've actually sort of like committed, you know, it's like Alfonso Davies, he's, you know, a bit disgruntled. He doesn't want to, uh, you know, all sorts of things. It's like image rights or, you know, a bit of a, that kind of like Joshua Cloak who's writing there when, uh, during the World Cup, he wasn't happy about how many different positions he played, this and this and this. Mm-hmm. What's his options? He can't put mm-hmm. in a transfer request at this point. So, you know, yeah, piss off, piss off a club player, and yes, yes, they can. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We will uh, sort of see how it goes. I'm slightly optimistic, but I think it'll be uh, an improvement over. You know, I, I, I think clearly, uh, you know, that this hasn't looked like there's any kind of yeah. The players look motivated, like they're having fun in a long time at Toronto. So. You know, it's it's a low bar to improve that, so I think he should. Uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes, really. But yeah, it, it makes sense for him. Obviously, he has been very loud about saying, yeah, he wants more resources, and it's like, oh, like Canada should be thinking, like we're going to the World Cup, we should be trying to compete, we should be booking teams against this and this and this. That needs money, and clearly, the CSA does not have any. Um, whereas TFC has shown that, yeah, within the MOS pond, they're a pretty big financial uh, fish that is willing to just drunkenly throw money at problems when they come up. So yep. in that respect, yeah, I think uh, this is probably, in a way, a more comfortable place to be. You'll uh, certainly have more opportunity now, um, I think, to, you know, to be able to kind of do different things and get different players and that sort of thing. So it's a, uh, will be a, a good test of very, you know, to what exactly have you got here? There is potential for good things to happen. And on the other side of that potential for exposure that, Oh yeah, this guy doesn't know what he's doing at all. Give him a shitload of money. It's not going to make a difference. Yeah, that didn't help at all. Uh, so we will see. Tony, your thoughts? Well, I mean, moving away from the TFC side, it's, I guess everyone, a lot of people's first reaction was how bad is the situation behind, like, is the situation CSA much worse than we see from the outside for any coach to walk away from a guaranteed world world cup pure appearance at home. I know it's a few years away, but it's alarming. Like he, you know, there was rumors of course, when Toronto was sorry, when Canada was flying high that, you know, clubs, I can't remember which club he was rumored with in England 
might have been a championship oh, right. championship side. I can't remember, but it was like a non-starter really for him. And, and now it's like Yeah, we we laughed those rumors off. I I I said there was no way in hell he was going anywhere. And mm-hmm. uh Yeah. So that's from a perspective of the Canadian national. I mean, we know it's a mess, obviously. So just every bit of news that comes out of that organization is disastrous, but that's a pretty big call. Like you're going to, you know, he's, he's not, he's in coaching terms. He's not, he, he's a very young, mm-hmm. you know, man, as far as, as coaching goes, as far as a career. So he could have easily stayed around for tw- scene 26 through, and then still have the same opportunities most likely. Um, just on the basis of being a two-time world cup manager, you know, and uh, yeah. Considering the big stage that being the manager of the ho- one of the host nations would have come with, you know, it's it says a lot. It, says a it lot does, that, uh, yeah. That because it's like, sure, TFC's got spending power in MLS, but I mean, unless he sees it, unless he sees club man club management as his true future, and he sees this. Uh, you know, it won't be hard. Well, it won't be hard, but it won't take much to uh, make TFC look like a success, even if he's mediocre the next couple of yeah. years. But it does you give know. him a new. Sure, that that could part. That could that could then be a launch pad to, you know, like he told his Bigger players clubs. to go to to go to go to go to Europe. Yeah, compete against the best you know, in Europe. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. So it's part probably partial, um, you know, his own aspirations, but also to maybe just getting out of a situation that could possibly be getting a hell of a lot worse before it gets better. Like yeah. maybe da- maybe dangerously so. Like, like you know, who knows what's going to happen with CSA in the next few years? But it's not likely going to be smooth. And maybe maybe you know, perhaps he didn't see with all the obstacles, like not, not being able to like fund playing friendlies and all that stuff, maybe he didn't see a pathway to having any success in 26. Mm, like maybe, yeah. I didn't think of that. Like maybe he, he, you know, doesn't see the money there to be able to develop another squad to train and polish the existing squad. Cause it's fairly young, but maybe there isn't the resources there to make them a better unit than they already are because of the lack of, uh, or at least the uh, possibility of not having many, as many equal options as, you know, other uh, federations who are about to host a world cup, you know, arguably Qatar had more, uh, (laughs) more uh, put into their program than Canada. Well, so. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not like this. We, you know, Canada doesn't have to qualify. So, what is it between now and twenty twenty six? The the Nations League, however many times that happens, uh, you know, and, and another clearly, Gold Cup. Right? Well, Canada doesn't have the resources to be getting you know, good friendlies or anything like that. It's you know, it's going to be a bit of a, a monotonous eh, get a couple yeah. of years. So really, it, it's true with that, and it. it with if they have limited success in the few tournaments airplay, you're you're possibly looking at what a 
20 competitive matches between now and 26, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, that's not mm-hmm. very exciting for a coach who probably wants to have his, you know, wants to do his job, really. Yeah. Like, you know, wants to manage players. So yeah. as far as, think- uh, as far as with TFC, uh, who knows? It's, it's a crapshoot. What works, what doesn't in MLS is so hard to predict. Um, his background with a lot of the younger Canadian players, hopefully, maybe will allow that pathway to finally flourish in a meaningful way. That Let's say if he could pull that off, if he could do the equivalent with TFC that he kind of did with the Canadian program, then so- that, that would be good. Yeah, I think, well, that's the thing, right? Like he has, he had, like I said, he has this reputation for putting these things together and, you know, leaving them hopefully better than they were. But like, yeah, like inspiring players, getting players to to buy into what he's doing, um, yeah. sort of looking on socials just to see which players, and a number of them, both from the, the XNT and the MNT have, you know, posted or commented um uh one of the things joshua cloaks one of joshua cloaks articles talks about like some divisions in the in the locker room certainly aforementioned alfonso davies um a little bit of a rift perhaps with uh borean um but i think i sent this to you guys like sam atacugbe speaking up and being like that's bullshit i don't know what you're talking about he rubbished it yeah 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 and um and, and yeah, so there's that. So again, one of the younger players who is like this, but also um, this one I found interesting, but not surprising. And then I also love that it sparked yet another round of bring him to TFC rumors, Junior Hoylet, who, you know, he's one of those players that I think would go to the wall, would go through a wall for John Herdman. And he did a post, you know, best coach I ever had, like, li- like, it was it was it was probably one of the most one of the most heartfelt ones I've seen. And I was like, I was like, oh, all right, Junior, I, I, I see you. Um, but it what is I do, what I do think is and this is good about the October start. He needs a clean slate. Mm-hmm. It, like and that's a good thing. Like coming in now, I'm sure he'll have conversations with the existing players. But oh, God, what a toxic environment that is like. Like why lumber? if you don't have to a new coach with that nothing's gonna happen this year let whatever happens just fizzle out really they gotta look at like giving him a clean slate with like getting rid of a lot of guys who aren't working on that team and that includes some big names right so yeah oh for sure like i'd rather i'd rather like what's the difference just yeah I mean, yeah but they've had the, the problem is they've had to blow up this roster now this will be if they did. This would be what a third time in in four or five years they've had to blow yeah. up the roster. But That's... they haven't done it very effectively, really. So. No, no, they um... have not. No, because they keep every time they keep wanting to do that. They're all, they they think uh, magic beans from uh, Europe are gonna. So let's go put all our money into that. So one of the <laughs> things that you bring up, like him not coming till October, which I I agree, I think is good because it was like it almost like why not just wait till the end of the season, but fine, whatever. But one of the things that um, wasn't immediately known and that he said in his press conference is that Dunfield is staying on the coaching staff. And people need to remember that Dunfield was on the MNT coaching staff with Herdman for um, part of the World Cup 
or for the World Cup. Um, so he's he knows him already, and I I'm assuming he wants him around to help with the younger players. That's my guess. But Dunfield, at least currently, after that press conference, is not going to go back to coaching the young Reds, or maybe he does both. I don't know how random academy coaching structures work, but. He's expected to be part of Herdman's staff. Um, a bunch of other of his core group of coaches are coming with him. They have they have left Canada soccer with him. Um, Is Dr. Caesar Milan coming? <laughs> no. Oh. But but it was interesting. Uh, he didn't. I don't know. I didn't mention Phil Neville. I don't think Phil. I didn't see Phil Neville's name. Um, well, I, I don't, I don't take, have. Phil's got to take the, uh, the the men's team job. I don't have the I don't have yeah. the link here. Um, anyway, but one of the things that was was interesting in that he said um, in the in the presser was um, we referring to his core staff. You know, have. You know, that's what this is one of the things they do is help you know, like 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 is put, you know, inspire a group is bring a group together. And that's you know, he did. He didn't say it was just him. He, he very much mentioned like his staff, you know, like this this team he has. This is what they do, because I do feel like there's been a number of coaches that have gone with him. I don't know if he brought anyone from New Zealand, but certainly from uh, coaching the XNT to the MNT and now to TFC. Um, there's like a, at least a, a core group that he likes to work with and that from the sounds of it will be coming with him. Um, and yeah, I think, um, that will be interesting. And, and, and I also think that that speaks to, um, how some people, you know, how people believe in him and how he approaches, managing footballers and managing managing teams is that he has these people who are willing to continue to follow him and come with him on each new next challenge as it were um so i i I always find that interesting like loyalty is a really interesting thing right you know sometimes it's blind loyalty but sometimes it's informed and um you're hoping it's more the latter than the former uh in this so um yeah i think it's uh I know it's not what a lot of people had hoped for, especially depending on how you view the CSA or how you view Herdman. Um, I don't blame him for leaving Canada soccer. Um, and like I said, I think this is actually probably the right time to do it if he was going to do it instead of sort of hanging on closer and closer to the World Cup. Um, but yeah, the CSA hot mess that it is it's got a lot of work to do to bring its house in order oh speaking of people that are coming with uh john herdman robin gale um more of a i think behind the scenes uh member of staff not coaching but uh perhaps uh mental health kind of thing uh she's 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 joining his staff so that's really interesting and someone who is been coached by him and has been part of the program so mm -hmm. anyway it's very very interesting times i think um my other question to you guys amongst many others but uh how much time did this just buy bill manning i say lots i think he gets till next season anyway like i mean you can't 
He's got what four games, three games. What do I see the schedule? There's not much left. I think he gets three. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no playoff run. So like, I I feel like this is just from a managerial cachet. Like it's, it's kind of a shrewd bit of business. Mostly because I feel like MLS is a, is a place where you get American coaches and uh, up and coming, but you don't get any, like we're not the fact that we got Bob Bradley is kind of coming from the other direction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's that felt uncommon because he'd been to higher highs and now he's coming here. Um, so like it's it's almost like he's Concacaf famous, which is about the speed what Gaffer should be. I think in MLS, like I know we've often joked about you know signing you know. Alan Pardew and and these, like these these managers Neil Warnock Neil Warnock exactly Neil Warnock I mean don't, I, make, I, don't make me cry I would, <laughs> I, would, I would I would love for Neil Warnock but like we're not getting right. those guys because well, why the fuck did they come here just gotta I mean, wait for Huddersfield to fuck up and we could have had him uh, give it time but like you know what I mean though right like we joke about the the journeyman manager who's managed sixteen different clubs. And and TFC will just be seventeen. Sure, but that's that I feel is more just jokes than than anything vaguely serious. This is this is plausible. This is super plausible. So the fact that it happens is particularly hilarious. Talking of Neil Warnock, uh, just yes. to go back to an earlier conversation there, talking about say oh Junior Hoyler is oh, this is like John Hogan's the best coach I ever had. Junior Hoyler was a Cardiff, the same time as Neil Warnock. So this is outrageous. He is. <laughs> uh, uh, I just had to kind of look that up and uh, to confirm that here. But yeah, they were there. So apparently, uh, to, as per Junior Hoyler, at least John Herdman better than Neil Warnock. Controversial. Mm. True. Yeah, bring Neil Warnock in. Let's go. Why not? Why not? The jokes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's uh, wild times. Wild times, people. It's yeah. gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. End of season. See how things shuffle out. Who stays? Um, just think, we get to we get to witness the John Herdman Smedium. Uh, on the sidelines. Um, uh-huh. I wonder, oh, I wonder if whoever, Squiz, because um, I don't believe it, I still don't believe it wasn't him, uh, whoever started still has control over John Herdman yelling, will please resurrect it. If that person is listening to the show or knows the person who has it, like, tell please, you, oh, please, oh, please. I'll tell you he's going to be happy about this. Go the on. over the overlords at Apple TV, um, a manager who swears iP- uh, AirPods on uh, the sideline. Oh, <laughs> Maybe he'll get his own section on uh, science, science, science. on the MLS page. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's going to be fun. But welcome, welcome to Toronto. Well, also, we get to hear every MLS club pronounced in Jordy. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Oh, no. Oh, 
that's going to be interesting. That is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Hey, to one thing, just like to answer your earlier question there, because how long does Bob Bill Manning board himself? I, yeah, it's, I don't think so much, much about John Herdman, but I think just the fact that right, they, they've allowed a new manager to be announced before firing Bill Manning. Whoever the new manager was, if if it's got to the point where oh, yeah, we're going to let you hire him, then right, they're going to keep it going. So yeah, I would say at least until the end of next season. Really, and that's not specifically about John Herdman, but it's more just like, yeah, if they were going to get rid of Manning, that would have happened before a manager yes. coach came in. Agreed. But, yeah. Anyway, you know, I go as a seven and one, eight and one. Yep. <laughs> he's not going anywhere. anywhere. Put a great cup on his, life. Put a great cup on his CV this year, and woohoo! <laughs> yes, that's yes. a side gig. How many people? How many people have done the MLS Cup and the Grey Cup double? Yeah. Oh, how many? Good point. I'm guessing none. Yeah. Did he? Did he was Manning here in 2017. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Did Manning? Have they already an... won the Grey Cup? Uh, uh, Did Manning yeah. get an NBA ring? For what? Where was he in basketball? Did, wasn't he in basketball too? I Did know, I imagine that? No. No, I think he was strictly a soccer guy. I thought... I mean, the like, wiki's probably got one of everything, but... I don't <laughs> are, you thinking, are you thinking of the Brooklyn Italian Nets? No, no, no. No, no that's... No, he worked for the Rockets. Man. <laughs> Sorry, that took me a second. Well, um I, I doubt that unless he was there in a very specific time period, I doubt he won anything. He wouldn't have won the an NBA championship. No, no, you're right. He didn't. Okay, never mind. Um, I just it was it was the fact that I think I just remembered that he worked in the NBA for a while. Okay, anyway, he did, he did um, have cocktails with Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing that now. He apparently also worked uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles of the NFL, but again, mm. clearly didn't win anything with them. No, no. no. Um, all right. Well, let's move on from that. We're going to have a couple of other little TFC newsy tidbits um, to uh, to catch up on. One, Kosi Thompson, he of the short shorts and seemly amount of thigh, um, has been loaned out to Norwegian top flight club Lilstrom SK for the remainder of the season. And as part of the loan... Lilstrom has an option to exercise a permanent transfer for him at the end of his loan. And as part I of his loan, John approves. body glitter. So much body glitter. Because he, he oiled up his legs. That's what the reference is like. Just something to highlight it. <laughs> you better invest in some uh, thermal short shorts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> true. This is anyway, true. it's... I, I don't... I, I don't think it's a bad move. I, I don't have enough of I I like him. I don't have enough of an impression of him. He hasn't played that much. Um, and he's still super young. Like, he's only 20. So opportunity for more minutes, opportunity to, you know, play overseas. Um, congratulations. Hashtag, hashtag Fjord Nation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I hate. Yeah, I hate. I hate that that was funny. And then, oh, Fjordfest. Stop it! <laughs> don't 
don't give him ideas. Um, and then uh, the other thing that we we mentioned last week, um, which is that Seba has been has been working out um, with the team. Uh, um, apparently, though, he's. I thought he was working alone, like Rocky Four. And well, he has been, but apparently, he, apparently, he could join the team in sessions next week. He's oh, progressing like nicely. Exactly. So he's been so, training alone for the past couple of weeks, but he could be set to join the group starting next week. So he'll go um, from he'll go from running and with the KGB following him in the snow to running <laughs> along the beach with Apollo. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Dun- Dunfield speaks well of his of his progress so far, and uh, we're evaluating weekly. And if everything goes well, the plan is to integrate him into training next week. Um, so dun dun dun, stay that, tuned. If we're using the Rocky Four analogy, does that mean even, training in North don't. Bay? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Something less than savory. You know what I mean. I was gonna say Brantford, but that's close. I mean, it's gotta mm. be out there. It's gotta be way the fuck out there. No disrespect to people from either one. So, <laughs> just want to say. Yeah. So again, I, and I, I, I say, and I've said this a few times this year. I'm like, you know what? And I think I probably said it last year. It's not gonna cost that much. If he can oh. play, throw some money at him. Let him fucking play. Like, only it's too bad from the sounds of it. He's not gonna come back this year, but. What? Um, he's coming back next year? I don't know. Maybe what, he'll come 37? back this year. For for maybe he'll come back for for Herdman's uh first three games. That'd be hilarious. All right. Well, I saw mention, I think it was I think somebody else. I saw someone else's tweet that um like if he comes back, it's not meant to be it's Good. not meant to be just like for a farewell. It's meant to right. he's he's meant to be back. Kind you know, of thing. Says- you know it says clean slate better than uh, that. <laughs> Dero? <laughs> we might as well. Oh my god. Anyway, good times. Good times. Here you, here you go, new coach. We've saddled you with a big contract of a 37-year-old. Huh. By the way, hasn't played club football for three seasons. But he has been training by himself. <laughs> it'll be interesting all right we're almost to the end of the show um what's coming up and the only thing that's coming up is uh, unfortunately uh tfc versus philadelphia so sorry oh uh, well we don't need to talk about that we, well, we've we're already briefly talk we've, we've, but, we, but we're we've gonna, already we, we've listen we've already but, said so but, many but, times on this show that the season is over. But players to yeah. watch. How, how much have we already talked about Rocky? We don't need to go through tomorrow, Philadelphia. No one wants Rocky Five or Six or or you know Philadelphia about No one wants. That. But, 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 but players to watch. Let's, let's see what let's, let's see which player that I can pick that no longer plays for them that yeah. somebody is going to yeah. at. Yeah, guys, do do better research, fuckers. Because I, oh. I I picked somebody who was playing. <laughs> Thanks, Corey. Um, yeah, Daniel Gazdag. <laughs> Gazdag. Yeah, yeah. Get it. Get off my lawn, you Gazdag. I don't even. <laughs> it feels like an insult. Stick that in your backpack and smoke it. 
Uh, hmm. Hell's Leon Flack, or as I want to pronounce it, as Flatch. Oh, it's Flock. Oh, that's Ooh. even better. Glesness, Glesness. Oh, My personal part, favorite part of Leon Flock, not Flatch, is he's from a place called Humble. Oh, that's nice. But for some reason, MLS thought it was really funny to not include the state. So it just says Humble USA, which doesn't sound real <laughs> in the slightest. Oh. Oh, yeah. Humble USA. Yeah, that's fictitious. Well, if I was going to pick one adjective for the USA, humble. Humble. Yes. Yes. Uh, hey, that, that's not actually a tone. It's just, oh, he's from America. He's from Humble USA. Hey, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, from America. It's not actually a town. Yeah, is, is Andrea Blake injured? Because I feel like Joe Bendix played a lot. Well, I was just going to say. Is that just international commitments for Andre Blake? But, Maybe. Uh, by the way, what are those two? Hey. But yeah, Joe Bendix already got eight games this year. Oof. I'm going to go with an affirmation of Christianity. Number 20, Jesus Bueno. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. That's wild. I didn't miss that. I, I always I always pick Bedoya just because because he's like always there. Yeah. Um I'll go with A Rick. I don't know which one, but A Rick. Mm. Whatever you do, don't pick the false mm. Matthew. Andrew Rick. <laughs> oh boy. Jesus Bueno mm. though. That's 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 pretty good. That's 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 a name right there. That's, that um, definitely sounds like a uh, football manager generated name. Hundred percent, absolutely, no it fucking does. Way that's real. <laughs> no fucking way, that's real. Oh yeah, Jesus, or, 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 or like worst, you know, like isn't that character on Ted Lasso? Like, isn't Jesus Bueno play for you know Richmond or something? He's probably in the reserves. Well, that was worth it. Yeah, totally worth yeah. it. All right, predictions. Yeah. Uh, oh, Philadelphia wins three 0 Oh, but wait, but wait, but wait. Oh, wait. Sorry, just hold on, like three freaking seconds. The longer predictions. You, yeah, the longer. Yeah, I know, but I just to, sorry to add yeah. something luck. to your prediction thoughts. It yeah. is Military uh, Appreciation Night at Emo Field. Ooh. So. During the X. So how much are they going to disappoint everybody during this match? Is 3-0 still your pick, or are you going to pad it even further, Duncan? No, I'll go with 3-0. Um, I I just hope that they're actually doing like freaking flyovers and shit just to confuse the fuck out of everyone that's just at the X. All of a sudden, there's fucking planes coming over for no reason. What's going on? The uh, actually the Canadian uh, Air Force is going to be doing a flyby on the uh, chair lift. Oh, nice, nice. Some real they're gonna slow. Play, they're gonna, they're, yeah, they're going to play Danger Zone in <laughs> at half speed. Yeah, that's exactly. that's that's how that's how. And then uh, the, and, and the announcer will just ask if you want to go faster, and that's then how Kenny, you know. that's how Kenny wanted it. Um, yeah, that's, that's Kenny log off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, I'm gonna go four nil because I really like that curve swinging upwards. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Screw it. Four one. I'm gonna go four one. A little little, little little pity goal. Yeah. I think they'll score first. And oh. then they'll like immediately be drawn. And then immediately get the like two back on the counter kind of thing. Like within like three minutes, it'll just go horribly awry. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Optimism. Sadly, I'm going two nil loss, low on the whatever whatever mathematical whatever curve we call it yeah the curve tbd i'm gonna go three one philadelphia i was gonna go i was gonna go with a high scoring draw but nah nah that implies toronto can score more than goals enough goals to make exactly and i know that that's not true so Kristen's believing in the herdman effect already no i just predicted a uh-huh. loss no i said with your goal Kristen. they scored two the other week come on oh, they've, they've scored two in the last nine games ten games whatever it is like hmm. they're already on another goalless streak Yes, they've started a fresh one. That's true. Let's see. Let's see how long this one lasts. Anyway, yeah. it'll probably be a nightmare, and uh, nobody will feel appreciated. Aw, no, I will not be there as per but, usual. You know, all those people on you know that little whatever it was that Tony was talking about there. You know, they'll those people will get to watch a little bit of a game. It's gonna be like the uh, you know, World Cup expanded stadium preview. You know. Ah, that's good expanded point. Expanded seating. Mm-hmm. So, little, uh, whatever you call that thing. I don't even know what it's called. I said chairlift. You, you, you were just talking about this earlier, Tony. Yeah, no, I said chairlift, but I don't, know what it's, I don't know what it's actually called, though. Mm. Isn't it just called the chairlift? Uh-huh. I've uh, never been on it. All I know is the lines for it are always... What was it called, like, the Alpine lift or something back in the excessive. days? Like oh, I don't know. I've never been on it, so... Really? Never. Really? Really? All right. If you want to stick why to that, would I, why would I lie about that? All right, all the, Kristen. Whatever. All the things to lie about. Listen, you you can you can try that on our listeners, but okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you've never been on the chairlift. Okay. <laughs> I haven't. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I know. Okay. Well, on this incredibly distrustful note, that's the end of our show. Um, Please join us next week when we look back at another probable TFC loss, um, see if there's more information about the new TFC coach, uh, cross our fingers that the Spanish idiot no longer has a job, and whatever else is exciting in the world of football that we wish to talk about. Uh, I've been joined by the entire Vocal Minority Podcast panel this evening to be found out there on the Twitters at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Sure, yeah. Anyway, available for all uh, new coaching jobs. Absolutely, yep. Let's go. Let's do it. Canada soccer, you couldn't do any worse, honestly. Like, this man yep. will whip them into shape. Yeah, big um, on, Jason. Give me a call. Oh, oh, good point. You guys are buddies. It'll be fine. All the pants. All the pants. All the pants. <laughs> big, big boy and big man pants. 
Uh, out in the Twitterverse, holding it down at Vocal Minority CA, Mr. Tony Walsh. Is it a parabola or a parabola? Parabola. Parabola. Mm, okay. Parabola is two things you mix stuff into. Mm, okay. <laughs> mm. so now I just got to come up with a player who had a P name back in the good old days. Damn. Or, or mix Dero and Durabola. I don't know. There was something like Basil Bowley. Uh, oh, that's like got the same. He was part good. Of he was, yes. He yes. was very good. Him and Chris Waddle and Jean Pierre Papin and uh, what a team! Anyway, sorry. Good days. Good days. I was thinking more of a, a crappy TFC player, or than mm. an actually good player. Damien mm. Parabola? No, that's a stretch. <laughs> the no. Burkis Parabola? Sure. The Burkis Parabola. That's not there bad. we go. Anyway, still workshopping. Yeah. <laughs> As always. Uh, the the <laughs> No Stadium in Manhattan Project? Yeah. yeah. Just, that's uh, all the tweet machines at Kitnerd Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Thank you to everybody who continues to support our pay, our podcast via Patreon or support our Patreon via podcast, you know, whatever. Uh, thank you. As always, we absolutely appreciate it. We still have shirts. You can find those on our Zazzle shop. Tony did them up. And you can find the link on our vocalminority.ca website. And as per usual, um, stay, stay sleepy, Ottawa. I mean, really, fuck. Oh. Boring ass town. Yeah. The Postnick Parabola. Oh, that's nice. Ooh, nice. Ooh. Nice. That's anyway. not bad. That's not bad. Uh, as for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at KZ Knowles. I have been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Canada, get used to it. <laughs>